Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I'm the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, we have ourselves a very busy day in the NHL on Tuesday, April 12th. 14 games. 14 games. How, uh, I guess, before we get in, we always start with an underdog. But before we do that, just how busy are you? Uh, like, I guess, like, how long is your your work day breaking down a slate with 14 games on it? Well, it it all starts for me at like five in the morning, right? Like I, because of, of the uh, everybody in the Eastern time zone, um, when they, when, when they get started, I need to be up for that. So on a, on like a day, like tomorrow where you have 14 games, I have no choice, but to start earlier today in order to get ready for that. Now it does make things easier for today in particular, when there's only one game on the slate, right? So, and like I ran my numbers, there weren't much roster things that I needed to keep to keep an eye on um, in the Montreal Winnipeg game. I knew where my number was going to land, what was going to land. So like it was, that was a very easy, easy game for, for me to get through. But yeah, I, on, on this slate, I started just after I would usually start in the morning and just through the afternoon, once I got through all the, uh, all the practices today gets me like my like initial numbers. Um, I'll see where the markets open up when the limits go up and then starting tomorrow morning at five o'clock, I'll be able to kind of look around and like see where, the, where all the money is headed. And as the limits come up, then I'll be, then I start firing away pretty, pretty early in the morning. The glamorous life of a professional better it's it's not fun like like, like, like a lot of times like people people just think that like oh like you like better on games and like you're you're like done your work by like 12 one o'clock in the afternoon and like you're and you're and you're good to go it's just like well no i'm not because like even when like the practices and the morning skates are done like i'm like i'm still waiting for like lineup information and like you have like coaches who like sometimes like not mentioning any names, the guy in, uh, for the Rangers, when he doesn't announce his goaltending until like three hours before a game, like that takes me right to like two, two thirty, three o'clock sometimes, right? So, so the game, so the days get long, and like it just, it just becomes a grind most of the time. Yeah, it's funny when you know, just in over this this journey on this podcast, it, it it's funny to listen to you talk because you talk very similarly to the players, where you talk about the grind of a full eighty-two game season, um, but. We, we're pretty excited for the playoffs and just like the players will be talking about, you know, now the real season starts um, absolutely in a couple of weeks. So, all right. Uh, yeah. That's an interesting look behind the curtain, but for now uh, let's, let's move on to our favorite underdog for, for Tuesday, April 12th. Like I said, 14 games on the NHL card, a couple of big favorites, including the Washington Capitals, they're minus 265 at home hosting the Philadelphia Flyers who are plus 210. We both like the Flyers in this one. The over under is uh, set at six as well. I think what you're seeing from Washington, by the way, who won three in a row and now have firmly, there's no chance for them to be caught by the Islanders for that last playoff spot. They're 10-4-1 over their last 15 games. 
But in that span, they've allowed 52 goals. And that's three point, almost 3.5 on average. And they've allowed three plus in 13 of their last uh, 15 and seven of the last eight. So, yeah, they're getting results. But the recipe, how they're getting those results is a little little suspect at best. So definitely an opportunity here to sell high on Washington against a, a Flyers team, which is, let's be frank, just not very good. Yeah, and the, the Capitals, they just continue to be an enigma here. Um, in the most recent episode, I like to call them the the Young and the Capitals. They have won uh, three straight here at Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Boston. High quality teams, good wins. Um, now they play the lowly Flyers before going out for a trip to Toronto. So you just know that they're going to play down here, especially at home. You just know it. Um, again, the problem is they are playing the Flyers. And it does bear mentioning that the Flyers, they, they have played the Caps tough this season. Um, Carter Hart is confirmed uh, for this game. So we're not going to be dealing with uh, Martin Jones. Um, and I just I just won't be able to let this Flyers number at north of plus 200 go here. Um, I don't think the Capitals should be laying like this number right now, which is inflated off their, off their recent wins. And they've mentioned this as well. The Capitals, they don't, um, they, they don't play as well as home at, at home because they do play a more, um, and this is in their own words, they do play a more simplistic style on the road, which makes sense because they do have, um, they, they are one of the best road teams in the league. So I do expect the Flyers to take money early and I will be there as well on the Flyers. All right, uh, let's jump into the main part of the program, breaking down uh, the rest of the games before giving out our favorite bets for the night. That's Tuesday, uh, April 12th. We'll start this part with the Ducks. They're plus 330 traveling to Florida, take on the Panthers, minus 450. The over-under here is six and a half. I've got no betting interest in this game, but just a couple notes. Uh, the last 15 games for Sergei Bobrovsky, he's got an 884 save percentage and has allowed uh, almost seven goals below expected. Meanwhile, Spencer Knight, if they're a tough start to the season, 918 save percentage and uh, it's plus four goals saved above expected. So who knows what the Panthers should do. I think we know what they're going to do for game one of the playoffs, but it's just, you know, when you, when we get towards um, game one of that first round, whether they're playing the Capitals, the Penguins, whoever they end up setting up against the goaltending issue, uh, is definitely want to keep an eye on here. Um, meanwhile, they're, they've been playing better defensively. I think uh, since March 1st, they're allowing 2.28 uh, expected goals per 60, which is six bets in the NHLs in that span. And I know a lot of that is just because they have the puck so much, but it's, is an improvement. So that's a, another thing to just keep in mind is because the narrative is around the Panthers is going to be, can this, this team can score, but can they get the stops needed in the playoffs? Um, Anaheim is a, is a great matchup for them. They're allowing 3.3 goals allowed uh, per 60 minutes of five and five since March 1st. So a bad defensive team, goaltenders have been struggling and they're just playing out the strength for the ducks. So, you know, I'm not going to blame anyone if they want to just square out and play alt lines on, on Florida here. Yeah, we, we've been talking about uh, Bobrovsky most of the season and uh, after his blistering start, kind of wondering how long he could uh, he could keep this up. And, of course, at the worst possible timing here, if you're the Panthers, uh, we're seeing him struggle quite a bit. Um, it's been a pretty simple formula for the Panthers this season, betting their home overs. Um, I, I don't have much time for trends, but the Panthers do play a different game at home, and the numbers do bear that out. Um, overall, with their defensive metrics um, lately, um, I do agree with you. Um, the one thing that I have noticed is that their home games tend to be higher event games. 
And um, throughout the season too, there's been several quotes from their camp about about making an effort to play with more pace at home. Um, and that does bear out in the numbers here as well. Um, I don't have any interest on the side right now, but I do think that this total will be headed towards seven. Um, so that is the way that I'll be looking at this game as well. If I can, uh, depending on where we are, if I can get a um, nod of a juiced six and a half, then I will be there. All right, uh, another big line here with the Leafs. They're playing minus 425, hosting the Buffalo Sabres, who are plus 310. The over-under is six and a half. Another 7 p.m. start on Tuesday night. Uh, the Leafs are rolling. Uh, they're in great form. But the rest of the season for them, because they look pretty like a pretty safe bet for that number two seed behind the Panthers, is just if they can get their goaltending sorted out with Jack Campbell. It's 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 all on him now. Peter Mrazek's hurt. If they're going into the playoffs with Eric Chalgren, it means that Campbell is woefully out of form or hurt. Um, so that's really it. Because and, and obviously there's just the personal accolades of, of Austin Matthews and getting him across the line for folks like you to cash um, heart trophy bets on on him and see if he can get towards, uh, you know, 60, 65 goals. Uh, the Sabres, though, um, they've been dangerous. They've got wins over the Leafs twice, the Knights, the Wild, the Flames, the Penguins, the Preds, and the Hurricanes since March 1st. But they've lost three in a row to Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay by a, a combined score of 14 to 6. This that Those results have been coming. They were, they were punching above their weight in terms of their underlying metrics during that uh, impressive run. So I am a little wary of betting the Sabres, but it's it's – that price uh, is tempting against a Leafs team that does have a tendency to uh, lay down in, in situations like this. I'm with you for the for, for the most part. Um, our, I just think our lovable Sabres here are in a tough part of their schedule. They don't get a reprieve in a matchup against uh, a, a Leafs team that I've made no secret. I'm extremely bullish on at this point. The Sabres, they're also back to getting below average goaltending. Um, and against this Leafs team that is having no problem generating offense. Um, I think that the Sabres are in tough. We will get to see Owen Powers debut. So that's going to be, that's going to be exciting. Um, of course, we need to talk about the Leafs goaltending as well. You've, you've touched on it. We've ragged on them most of the year, but aside from that wild Panthers game, their goaltending has actually been serviceable lately. Um, more importantly though, their, their defensive metrics, they, they are coming in above average, um, especially in terms of limiting high danger chances, according to our internal numbers. That's all really this team needs. Serviceable goaltending and above average defensive metrics. Um, I I do expect um, there's going to be money coming in on the over, uh, but I won't be getting in on either the side or the total here at, at this point. The, the St. Louis Blues are a baffling team. They're plus 130 on the road, traveling to Boston to take on the Bruins, minus 150. The over-under here is six. St. Louis is a team that, on paper, they're deep up front. Uh, they, they have a def- decent enough defense, and their goaltending, once again, on paper, should be uh, pretty good, especially with Billy Huso's breakout season. However, that's just not really been the case. They continue to have sh- struggle driving play. They have been banged up basically throughout the whole season. They've been missing a key player on offense or defense at, at one point or another. Jordan Cairo, not totally sure on his status after taking a big lump from Zidane Char over the weekend. Um, so I would, under normal circumstances, be interested in the Blues here, but just with their kind of inconsistent nature and and Cairo's status, I'm a little wary. The Bruins, too, have some injury issues to, to sort out with David Pasternak and Hampus Lindholm, and their goaltending uh, has kind of flipped the script, too, with Linus Olmark playing better than Jeremy Swayman. Yeah, I... Um... With you there, as the Blues, they get healthier. 
Um, they have started elevating their game, but like you said, there's still there's still concerns there with with some personnel. I also need more time with them, uh, because in the seven of their last eight games that they've won, five of them have been against non-playoff teams. So while I do give them credit for their run, I think that I want to grade them against um, higher caliber opponents at this point in the season. Um, and I do expect a better effort from the Bruins off the road trip and a disappointing loss against the Capitals, um, who were on a on a tough back to back. I don't think the Bruins played poorly, um, and and they did generate enough to win, but just couldn't finish. Um, I got notes here. You mentioned Pasternak. Um, we'll wait until his his status. Um, I don't see much movement on this game until his status is confirmed. If he is in the the finishing for the Bruins, it should get better, of course, and they should also start to come out of their current power play slump that they're on. Um, the over and the Bruins side will jump if he's confirmed in. So that's, um, I will be monitoring that at some point tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully we get clarity early on that rather than later. Yeah, that's uh, easier said than done with these coaches. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're minus 125, traveling to the walking dead New York Islanders, plus 105 over under here's five and a half. The Islanders um, gave us a sprinkle of hope with that win over Carolina before getting blown out by the Blues and having the Capitals win three in a row and like you said really tough circumstances lightning uh bruins and penguins for the caps in that three games stretch uh including a back-to-back so with the islanders out of it and like this being their first game where they truly are out of it um it's a little tough to to back them especially at such a low number Ilya sorokin should be playing because they've been alternating goaltending and i'm expecting trots to maybe get off of that script as uh for the last dozen games or so, whatever's left in the season and just let Sorokin finish out his superb season. So that does make me uh, a little nervous about betting the Penguins. And then with Pittsburgh, it's, it's interesting. They're in an inter- another interesting team where they do kind of remind me a little bit of the Islanders last year, where they had a great stretch in the middle part of the season. And then started to like kind of wobble um, a little bit there. Their goaltending has dipped too with, the Smith outplaying Jari. I mean, I don't really think there's going to be too much of a goaltending controversy. It was just something to keep in mind uh, as you're betting this game. Um, but they're the last 10 games, they're allowing three, almost 3.3 goals per 60 minutes of five on five, which is just not how they're going to get success in the playoffs. However, they are the type of team that I don't think I'm going to read too much into when we, as we get to the playoffs, I don't think I'm going to read too much into these last few weeks because it's, they've been basically put in the same spot. I know they have to, fend off the Capitals to get the number three spot in the Metro, but there's really just not that much of a difference between where you finish in the Eastern conference. As long as you kind of try to avoid the, the Florida Panthers, which I don't think is going to happen. So it's just, they're just going to be, a t- what I'm trying to say in a long story short is they're going to be a tough team to read as we get to uh, round one. Yeah. And um, I did have a tough time with this game. Like uh, the, the Islanders, they did try to make things interesting, but I think it's safe to say that all, all hope is gone. Sorry, man. The problem I have in this game is that the Islanders, um, with their hope being gone here, that's already been accounted for in the line with the with the Penguins being a heavier road favorite than they ordinarily would be. Um, I do think it will come down a bit once um, Malkin's suspension is brought in here. Um but it won't be enough for me to get onto the Penguins. Um, in terms of the total, at a flat five and a half, we've also accounted for how tight these teams play each other. And um, Jari's current form is what's going to keep me off an underlook here. Um, in the end, I will pass 
unless if Malkin's absence is over adjusted in the line, that's the that's the only way I can see myself getting involved in this game. We got a real doozy to talk about next. Ottawa plus 105, traveling to Detroit to take on the wings, minus 125. The over under here is six and a half. Got nothing for you here. Uh perhaps an over just because of the wings just can't stop anybody. Yeah, this is a weird, uh, weird scheduling here with uh with three games uh being so so close together. The Sens, I gave them full marks for their win in Detroit, but they were a bit lucky in the in in the rematch in in Ottawa. Um, in that game, in um, the the Wings, they did close as a as a home favorite in that first game against Ottawa. But now we're upgrading the Sens goaltending with Forsberg probably starting. So I do think there will be some value on Ottawa as a dog. But um, I'll need a little bit more for me to get involved. Um, I really don't want to bet this game, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the number doesn't get into range for me. Um, but if it does, I'll, I'll have no choice. Uh, the San Jose Sharks—they're plus one sixty-five traveling to Nashville, minus two hundred five. The over/under here is five and a half. The Predators are a team that we are skeptical of on the show. They're getting by and have gotten by uh, through great individual efforts. First half of the season, you Saros and Roman Yossi. And now Roman Yossi is, is just really propelling this team and trying to will them into a playoff spot. I, I don't think it's a terrible spot to back uh, the Sharks here and, and try to take on the Preds who I do think have, have a, you know, a handful of losses in them uh, before the season ends. I really want to get there in fading Nashville. It's clearly an inflated number. Um, I just have a tough time getting there. The Sharks, they have lost six straight, and while they haven't looked terrible, they just don't generate consistently enough to overcome elite goaltending. Um, and that's the problem I see for them in this game. Um, we've both wanted to fade Nashville, but with Saros probably back in goal, um, I won't be doing it here. I think that we are going to have much better situations coming up in the near future and into the playoffs uh, for us to be uh, betting against the Predators. Yeah, they're, they're 6-5-1 and one over their last 12 games and they're allowing 3.6 goals uh, per game in that span. And that's just not – this team can't get results consistently by doing that. They just – they need to keep that that number way down uh, with their goaltending and, and defensive structure. So just, uh, yeah, we're, we'll be betting against the Predators uh, for the rest of the season. And if if they get into the playoffs, we'll, we'll keep that in mind too. Um the Los Angeles Kings, one of the teams that will probably be fighting with Nashville as we get towards the last you know, half dozen games or so. They're minus 145, traveling to Chicago, plus 125 are the Blackhawks. The over-under here is five and a half. This Kings number is very tempting to me, even on the road. I know um, they've been banged up. They've been in, in not the best of form over the past few weeks, but uh, it's just really hard to back this Hawks team playing out the string with their goaltending uh, and their just inconsistencies all over the place. Yeah, this I, I think that this could be a little bit of a tricky game for the Kings. Um, they are struggling lately um, as they as they deal with their with their injuries. What I see here in this line is that this is a Kevin Lankin in number four for Chicago. Um, they have confirmed Colin Delia in goal for tomorrow. Um, and Based on what they've been getting from Lankinen, I, I can't see a situation where where Colin is not an upgrade on what they've been getting from Kevin. So um, I think just just on that basis, I think that this number is a little bit too high on the Kings. Um, I do have interest in the Hawks. Um, 
And there's a very, very good possibility that I'm going to end up on that side, but it's not something that um, I'm going to be rushing to it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an ugly one. Um, the Seattle Kraken are another big underdog on the slate. They're plus 330, taking on our Calgary Flames, our boy Daryl Sutter. Um, they're minus 450. The over-under here is six. Calgary is continuing its romp towards a Pacific Division title. Uh, they are doing what you know, they've kind of been doing all season. It's, it's going to be interesting to see their matchup, I guess, in, in round one will be, will be really interesting because if they, they're, we, we know what their ceiling is. We know that this team is uh, elite at driving play and whatever, and, and all, all the kind of metrics we look for. But um, there is like, I, I would have some concern against them uh, with them in, in round one, if they can get through it, I, I'll start to feel a little bit better, but there's just something about this team that, and, and like a matchup against the Knights per se, uh, that does, does scare me a little bit as someone who's who's backed them uh, before the season with a with a future. That being said, no betting interest in this one, even at the, the big number in Seattle. I don't have anything here, especially because they um, they did make the adjustment down from the six that they were on on Saturday. Um, we did have that under, but now that it's at five and a half, that's the correct adjustment made. So we will be sitting this one out. The Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Dallas Stars in a rematch of the Bubble Stanley Cup. Bolts are minus 155. The Stars are plus 135 at home. The over-under here is six. Uh, this, the Lightning, man, they they just crack me up. Uh, we Before the season, everyone said, oh, I wonder if they're going to just kind of pace themselves through the regular season. Seems that's exactly what they've done. They'll go through these little wobbles, and then they'll snap themselves back into form at, at the drop of a hat rattle off a couple impressive wins. I mean, I know that the win over the Sabres isn't much, but uh, they, they did have a, a big win right before that. So, I mean, it's, I think this number is a little high on Tampa on the road, but at the same time, like, I just feel like they're like, they've decided to do what they do normally and just start to be the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs again and start playing that way. Yeah, this is a, this is going to be a fun game for me because um, I do need to see more from Tampa Bay uh, and like you said, beyond a 5 nothing win over the Sabres, um, that's not going to make me forget how indifferent and how poorly that they were playing before that. Um, we are seeing Vasilevsky struggle lately, and I do wonder if the amount of hockey he's played, it's been starting to catch up to him. Of course, we're not going to know the true extent of that question until we're into the playoffs. Um, in this game, I think against the Stars, that's going to be a good spot for me to make the determination in terms of um, are the Lightning just playing out the string, playing out the season, or if there are more more foundational or uh, fundamental issues here. Um, I do expect the Stars to take money uh, because the market continues to love the Stars, and I do as well. I do think that the Stars will make the playoffs. I continue to be bullish on them. And I will be on the stars here most likely. And if you do like the stars, um, you will want to bet them earlier because there's going to be money coming on them. Yeah. John Cooper uh, said that I think they have 10 games left and he said he wouldn't be surprised if, uh, and this is a coach speaking saying, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if we go with six, six starts for Vasilevsky and four for Brian Elliott. Um, and I would suggest that it could end up being flipped if, turns out that Tampa is like locked into a playoff spot with a few games or locked into a, a specific playoff spot with a few games left to play. So, yeah. And then, and that decision becomes easier too, because uh, Elliot has been playing well. So, yeah. I mean, he's not the, uh, he's not the auto over that he, that he, that he once was for us. 
yeah, he's he's. Uh, I think I was reading like they they've gotten eleven points, or excuse me, they got points in eleven of his fourteen starts or something. But yeah, so, so I mean, there's going to be uh, you know some some goaltending wonkiness, not just with Tampa Bay, but with with a lot of these teams heading to the playoffs as as they play uh, you know meaningless games against teams like the Arizona Coyotes or New Jersey Devils, who we'll talk about next. Devils minus one forty five, traveling to Arizona plus one twenty five. The over under here is six. I like Arizona just because you can't tell me that this devil's team with their goaltending and their defensive flaws deserves to be minus 145 on the road against anybody in a game where they're missing Jack Hughes. Yeah. I just, um, the only thing I'll say about this game is that if you are listening right now and you have access to that six, pause the show and go take out (laughs) all those sixes. Um, There's, there's, there's no way that's, that this total is going to stay at six. And if it does in the morning and I've got access to it, I'll, I will take out all the sixes. So um, I think that um, that it's either the over here or uh, nothing for me. All right. Before we get to uh, top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, April 12th, we'll talk about a big one in Vancouver, the Vegas golden Knights are minus one thirty. your Canucks coming back at plus one ten. The over under here is six. They're, the Western Conference playoff race sets up as so. Nashville and Dallas right now have the last two wild card spots. Uh, Nashville 87 points, Dallas 86. Los Angeles with the third spot in the Pacific Division also at 86 points. Vegas at 84 with one game played more than Nashville and Dallas and one less than Los Angeles. The Canucks have played the same amount of games as Vegas and they're at 80 points, four back of Vegas, six back of Dallas and seven back of Nashville, six back of the Kings. So it's a must win game for the Canucks. Um, however, you think it's going to be a tough one for them. And it, it got tougher by some some news that's come out about Mark Stone. Yeah, I, I would I would love love for the Canucks to surprise me here, but I'm not optimistic. Um, I will show an edge on Vegas. Um, and with the likelihood of Mark Stone back in tomorrow, I think that I think that Vegas is still is still a little bit too short. Um, what the Canucks have shown, especially lately, is that when they don't have pressure on them in terms of playoff races, they tend to perform well. Now we're talking about the playoffs with them again. So this would be a nice spot for them to not play well. Um, I do think Vegas is the right side if you are into that sort of thing. <laughs> and why would you be? Um, all right, let's move on to Top Shelf. That's Top Shelf where Mama hides the cookies. I'll start the Carolina Hurricanes. They're minus 125 traveling to Madison Square Garden. Take on the Rangers. We're plus 105. The over-under here is set at five and a half. In terms of goaltending, right, we know Igor Shosturkin best goalie of the league this season, but the guy right behind him has been Freddie Anderson for Carolina. So the goaltending here, it's, it's not a wash. The, the edge obviously still goes to Igor, but it's closer uh, than it will be against most opponents. So there's not too much to be frightened of, I would say, with the Igor factor here. The Rangers are 11-3-1 over the last 15 uh, games. They're the best betting team in terms of uh, ROI this season. They're two points behind Carolina, the Metro Division. However, I think it's a good time to sell high in New York. Carolina is and 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 sell excuse me to sell high in New York and then buy low on Carolina. We're six six and three over the last fifteen games, but they've just been incredibly unlucky or unfortunate uh, in terms of results. They have a fifty eight point six percent expected goal rate in that span, and they're getting good performances from basically everybody they need to. They're just not getting the the breaks. Let's uh, let's call them so. I'm on Carolina. I like them to minus 130 on the road against New York in a situation where I just think the Hurricanes are a couple steps above the Rangers and have the goaltending to at least come close to matching Eeyore. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I think that the Canes as a road favorite, um, um, up to mid mid one twenties to high one twenties. I think that 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 that's the way to go. Uh, the Rangers they are on the first leg of of a back to back. We would ordinarily be on uh, Georgiev watch here as well. I do think it's fair to assume Shesterkin here though. Um, Igor struggled last week against the Flyers, and uh, coaches tend to tend to avoid those rematches if they can. I don't think we'll see much movement here unless if Georgiev is confirmed, at which point the Hurricanes will definitely be too short and we will be there to fade our boy. All right, let's uh, move on to your favorite bet before we get out of here for this extra long edition of Line Change. 14 games, we're closing on this one. The Edmonton Oilers, your Edmonton Oilers, plus 125. Traveling to Minnesota, take on the wild, minus 145. The over-under here is six and a half. Yeah, I don't even think that there should be any any doubt where I'll be here. Um, the Oilers are playing at such a high level right now, and uh, they were unlucky to lose that that Avs game on Saturday night. And their goaltending has even been good enough for the most part, um, and they've been getting stronger defensively, five on five. Of course, you're always going to have setbacks like that Flames debacle or or that Blues game, but in general, they are showing better defensively. Um, the Wild, they did forget what time the game against the Kings started, but but once they woke up, uh, they, they just started rolling. Um, obviously, I'm not sold on them, and a win against a struggling Kings team is not going to change my opinion. So um, the Oilers, um, I will be on them here, and um, especially if we can get into the mid-plus mid, mid plus 120s here, I think that um, that's going to be the way to go. All right, uh, another edition of Line Changes in the books. 14 games, done and dusted. We will see you on Thursday, and we wish you the best of luck on Tuesday night.